another day, another commitment for the University of Alabama as Alabama picks up a wide receiver commitment. Cole Adams out of Oklahoma. Somewhat of a surprise that it happened today. I don't know that it was a surprise that it happened at all, but I do know it was a, a little bit early if you ask me, but I, hey, I love it. The kid is quick as a hiccup. We're going to talk about him today on Locked On Bama. Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing uh, great, man. You know, normally this time of year, Luke, we are just counting the days till fall camp and nothing's happening, and it's the dog days of summer, and I'm watching baseball, but I'm counting down the days till practice starts in the first NFL preseason games. But there is so much recruiting stuff going on with the new recruiting calendar. There just isn't the dog days of summer. It's just recruiting, recruiting, recruiting all the way through June, and now July is full of announcements. Yeah, it's bananas, and Alabama has added another commitment. I mean, they've been on a roll. They get Tony Mitchell. Uh, they get Justin Jefferson. Uh, now they get Cole Adams, a speedy wide receiver. I'm going to put his picture up uh, for those watching on the YouTubes. And bam, there he is right there. My goodness, what a picture. Uh, for those who don't know, he's wearing an Alabama outfit with number seven, uh, drawing comparisons to Sam Collins. And uh, he's got a Bama boys nice. necklace on that may be the biggest medallion I've ever seen in my life. It looks like it was water jet cut out of a steel plate that was eight by 10. But um, regardless, uh, you know, this is a guy that's really, really fast. Look, the, the comparisons between he and Slade Bolden are inevitable and going to be numerous. Okay. He's not Slade Bolden. First of all, Slade Bolden played a lot of quarterback, mostly quarterback, I think, in high school. Correct. And we kind of turned him into a slot receiver. Um kind of like uh, something New England does with some of their slot guys. And we turned him into a punt returner, obviously. If you watch Cole Adams' tape, that dude is a receiver and a returner, and that's what he is. And he's faster than everybody on every single tape. He's just – he can outrun a phone call. And um, I think it's a, a huge pickup. I love it. He's number 304 player in the nation thereabout. Um, four-star kid. I think he's a big help, and, and I love that Alabama gets him. Yeah, first of all, uh, you know, I, I looked it up bef before the show. Um, Slade was ranked in the composite, the on three, I mean, the on three consensus. He was ranked in the 500s. Cole's ranked like 250. You know, that's, that's a dramatic difference. I mean, a big-time difference. If, if you're one of the top 250 players in the NFL draft, for instance, you get drafted, which Slade did not, as we know. Uh, Slade was ranked in the 500s. Slade was ranked the 18th best player in Louisiana coming out his senior year. Cole is the fifth-ranked prospect in Oklahoma. Now, Oklahoma doesn't have as many players in Louisiana, but still fifth in Oklahoma versus 18th in Louisiana. Also this, Cole is a track star. He doesn't just run track. He's a track star. He has a verified 10, 6, 500 meters. That's very, very fast. Alabama, when we sign fast, fast wide receivers, they're running in that 10, 3, 10, 4 range. 
he's a step behind that. I mean, this kid can really run. So I think comparisons to Slade are a little silly, but also think this. Slade was a pretty good football player. You know, for as much as people rag on him a little bit, he was like the third best receiver on the team multiple seasons and was our starting punt returner and was a starter during a lot of success and and made some big plays. So, you know, I, I sort of hope Cole is like Slade, but just has more natural talent, whereas I think Slade sort of built himself into a guy that was helping us win the games. I think Cole is more naturally built for the for the position, like like Luke's already pointed out. And I think he just needs some of Slate's toughness. And uh, he's he sort of on tape. I see a fast kid, but I don't I, – I see a kid that runs a 10 6, 500 meters, but I don't see a kid playing football that runs a 10 6, 5, if that makes sense. And I think the, the challenge for Cole is he has to learn at this level – to play to his speed because that's that's his trait. That's what's going to allow him to do well. Uh, I'm not sure it always shows in that tape at Oklahoma. Maybe it's the quarterback. Maybe it's the offense. Maybe he's just a raw guy. So many of these track stars are still learning to play football, and I think with Cole, that's it. So I think his best football is ahead of him. This isn't a guy that on signing day, when we're talking about where our class ranks, this isn't a guy we'll be talking about a lot. But he's also the kind of guy that will make you a better football team two or three years in the future. Yeah, again, I mean, the, the Slade Bolden comparison is going to be there. But as you said, first of all, that's not an awful thing. Slade Bolden is, is doing some good things with the Baltimore Ravens apparently right now. He, he might make the team. Who knows? I'm not surprised. I won't that, be surprised one bit. I mean, I won't even be surprised if Slade makes the Ravens. But uh, Cole Adams is, is, a, is a burner. In every sense of the word, and we're not saying that like he's not a burner for a small white guy, which I, I, that's everybody's going to look at him and say, "What's Alabama doing taking a, a white slot receiver?" I, I'm not trying to make this into a political thing at all or a PC thing, but that's what people are going to say. He's already all over the message boards. But watch his tape. Forget all that stuff. Watch his tape. He's 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 just a burner, um, and he's he's good. So I'm thrilled to death. Alabama got him. I like him a lot. And I think it's super positive. So, uh, hey, Cole, welcome to the Crimson Tide, bro. All right, Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Rock Auto. All the parts your car will ever need, Rock Auto. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. That's They're sponsoring this podcast, and we appreciate them a ton. Um, why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store when you can get that kind of discount from Rock Auto? They have everything you would need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Look, we encourage everybody to go check out rockauto.com. They have all the parts your car will ever need. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. They, they got everything. Go to rockauto.com and in the box that says, hey, how'd you hear about us? Right, locked on. We would appreciate that. But you can save a ton of time and a ton of money and get exactly what you want from rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need, Rock Auto. All right, Jimmy. Hey, uh, hey one thing real quick. One thing. Well, one thing you, one thing I want to address that you, you said in the in the first segment, just because it it boggles my mind a little bit that I hear this, and it's I should never address it because it's just stupidity on these message boards, just stupidity, right? But this idea that when Alabama gets a guy, whether it's Grayson Hubbard or or Cole, that uh, for somehow they're lesser than because you know 
I'm no math guy, but that's one in four. 25% of the NFL are white guys. 25%. And for some reason, our fans act like a high-quality player uh, that's white is is a unicorn. That's that's just well, not let's, reality. Let's also be, no, it, they act like a high-quality white player at a skill position is a unicorn, outside of quarterback. Right. Uh, there's a lot I mean, of DB. There's a lot of there's a lot of white. I mean, Cooper Cup's the best wide receiver in yeah. the NFL, maybe. And, and Cole Adams seems like a Cooper Cup kind of mm-hmm. guy. Now I'm not and not just because he's right. white. Yeah. <laughs> not just because of that either. Yeah. Um he just I just see so much of it. It just I just see so much of it gets to me a little because I'm like, what what I go by where's a kid ranked? Yeah. Who who where's he ranked? Who are his offers from? I mean, who's recruiting him? How fast does he run? And I'm not talking about self-reported 40 times. And by the way, here's a great tip for, for you guys out there. I got this tip, by the way, from NFL evaluators in a personal conversation I had with guys that evaluate NFL talent. Stop looking at 40 times and start looking at the high school track times because in high school track, they literally track the times professionally. I don't want to hear what some assistant high school coach hand-timed some kid Uh, on a sidewalk or in the parking lot, what is his 100-meter track time? That's what NFL people care about. And by the way, when NFL, when they evaluate college talent, they go look at their high school track times. They do. They do, especially for receivers. So Cole has a really good 10-6-5, 100-meter track time. That means per the NFL, uh, this is a fast kid. Yeah. Again, I, I think everybody's going to be real happy with him. Um, the, the other issue, I guess, is that uh, outside of highlight tapes, we won't get to see him that much. I mean, he's in Oklahoma, right? I mean, it's not – that's the other part of this that may be a little scary. I mean, Oklahoma high school football is is fine, I'm sure, but it's not on the level of Alabama high school football. No offense to Oklahoma high schools, but Alabama high school football is better. So if this kid, if Cole Adams were at Hoover – everybody might be a little bit more excited because uh, most of the locals would be able to see him a little more. And we know the competition he's playing seven, eight football in Alabama is, is that's the bee's knees, baby. That's tough right. stuff. Um, but we don't know much about, cause I, I have no problem saying this too. I've been singing Cole Adams praises. I want him on this, in this class. I'm excited about him. That being said, I don't really know much about the competition he's playing now. Correct. Derrick Henry played what looked like a bunch of third graders when he was in high school, and it transitioned pretty well. Sean Alexander played what looked like to be a bunch of third graders when he was in high school. That transitioned pretty well. Um, you know, sometimes you can be a, a small school guy or not play in the best, uh, uh, play in the, the best competition, and you can still be awesome at the next level because you just have that it factor. And I feel like Cole Adams is going to be that kind of guy. I'm really hoping, Jimmy, fingers crossed, Cole Adams takes part in an Army All-American game, Under Armour All-American game. I want to see him against the best of the best somehow. Agreed. And another point you made really there inadvertently about Slade, I wonder if one of the many reasons Slade ended up being a better player than than people would have guessed. I mean, he played at the biggest public, you know, most successful. He played at the Thompson High School of Louisiana and West Monroe. So, you know, he was well-suited for playing against premium competition because he did it all through high school. I agree with you that Cole 
probably isn't playing against Thompson and West Monroe out there. Uh, and, and and he is a bit of a mystery. Uh, good news. I mean, he, he earned his offer. He earned his take uh, at Alabama's camp. Uh, he was here not too long ago, uh, then came on his official visit uh, not too long ago. But he, he earned it at camp. Uh, this wasn't a kid that we watched on his Oklahoma high school tape and said, hmm, let's take him. Uh, no, this was a kid that came to camp and proved it. Uh, notably, what they do, this isn't rocket science, and I'm not giving away secrets, but, hey, you know, if, if they're thinking about taking a Cole Adams, you know what they do? He comes to a camp, and guess who's there? Just to pick a name out, uh, Tony Mitchell. Here's a kid we want. Here's a kid we want. We know we want Tony Mitchell. So Cole comes to camp, and Tony Mitchell's there, and we're like, all right, let's do some one-on-one matchups. Cole, you're versus Tony. And, and that's how they see. That's how they know if Cole can beat the guys that we're recruiting, then they want him. That, that's all they need to see. And, and, and that's probably what, what the situation is here now. He had enough success in camp against the defensive backs that we knew we wanted. Yeah. Um, and it, again, I, I, I'm really excited about this. I, I think it's great. Um, and, and you're right. When he comes to camp and performs well, that's when you know Nick Saban's like, okay, I, I want that dude on my squad. So uh, I think it's uh, super positive, and I think we should all be very happy about it. Yeah, Give more me. points. One, one more point. To make, one more point to make. I know I've got so many to make, but Cole, I'm sort of excited about him. But also this, we're coming off a year, Luke. We signed five national top 100 wide receivers in the last group. Five. I don't know anybody's ever done that ever. And in addition, we took two kids out of the portal. Jermaine Burton and Tyler uh, um, Harrell, it was going to be impossible. When people are like, I'm disappointed. Why didn't we get Brandon Ennis? Were, were you all here last year? It is very, very difficult in recruiting to hit it out of the park at one position group two years in a row. It is just really difficult. And for all of Ohio State's success in this class, because they've got Ennis, they got Carnell Tate, I think they got a third guy, they didn't, they didn't knock it out of the park last year. They're, they're, they, they had all that success in the draft and didn't knock it out of the park in their last group. This will work in every other year cycles. Alabama will do really well at wide receiver next cycle. But in this cycle, Alabama just had to be smart. And luckily, uh, Malik Benson sort of fell in their laps. Now, he, he, he makes his announcement known next week. Alabama's very optimistic there. Uh, hey, if you just get Benson and Cole Adams solid after after what happened in the last cycle of this position. Yeah, I agree. And you know what's funny to me, uh, I just had this thought that people are probably more excited about Justin Jefferson, who's a JUCO guy that's unranked by a lot of services so far, than they are about Cole Adams, who is a ranked kid who's super fast and has got all these accolades and is actually going to help our recruiting ranking. And I, I think it's sort of about a, a stigma from Cole Adams' perspective is all I'm saying. And, look, I'm excited about both of them because you, all you got to see for me is watching the film. And you watch the film, and if you don't care what Justin Jefferson's ranked, he should be ranked high when everybody ranks a junior college guy. He's going to be high because you know why? He's he's fast. He's super fast, and he gets to the ball, and he, he attacks. He's great. Um, but when you watch Cole Adams, if you – don't look at the profile picture if it's going to bug you. Just watch him with his helmet on, and you're going to go, that dude, I don't care anything else about him. He's fast. I want him on my team. So, uh, Jimmy, 
Let me tell everybody about some of these conference shows we have. Go check out Locked on SEC. I love listening to Chris Gordy. He does a great job. Get more on the SEC by making Locked on SEC your second listen after us. Every day, host Chris Gordy and the local experts of Locked on take you across the SEC in 30 minutes. Make Locked on SEC your second listen right after us over him at Locked on Bound. Now, let me also tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs, which are now over, so don't worry about that. Uh, and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite sports, events, including MMA, boxing, golf, college football, pro football, futures, whatever you want. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions because BetOnline is where the game starts. I'm gonna start. Right, I'm gonna start betting on baseball on Bet Online. I think I'm gonna do this. I've wanted to learn to bet on baseball. I think I'm gonna do it on Bet Online. Uh, that's a great place to start. If you just, you know, I'm gonna tell you, baseball is kind of a hard game to learn on because mm-hmm. it's it's. Tip, I mean, you can bet on uh, runs. I mean, sometimes like if a game seems like it's really out of whack, some team may be plus one and a half runs or minus one and a half runs, whatever. But for the most part, it's all about the odds. And everything, every time you think there's a lock, I promise you something will happen like, you know, back in the day, Greg Maddox would be pitching, and he's playing against a guy who has no arms. And, as a <laughs> and you're like, well, this is a shoe-in. And then, they, like, in the first inning, Greg Maddox gets hit in the head with a foul ball, which makes no sense, but he does. While he's, maybe while he's in the dugout. And then he's out, and all of a sudden, the other team wins. Uh, I mean, you know, it does kind of baseball will teach you some lessons about betting, betting maybe. I'm telling you right now. I just, anyway. I just got a, a tip from a sports gambler one time who literally does this for a living. That's all he I mean, This is what he does for a living, and he does really well, and it's like all behind the scenes, and he just bets on games, and, and that's how he makes his money. Uh, his favorite sports are like football and basketball like us, but, but all he does is bet on Major League Baseball. That's all he does. He bets on baseball and makes his living doing that. And he, he gave me a couple of reasons why. And, you know, I, I mean, I don't know him well enough for him to tell me, you know, hey, uh, what's the what's the picks today? But he bets on Major League Baseball and he bets on the money line, uh, basically picking winners in regular season games. And uh, it's just intriguing. He says it's he says that it's a bit in his mind, a bit more uh, consistent than uh, football and basketball, where home field has an effect on game. He, he doesn't think it has quite the effect in Major League Baseball. But anyway, long story. Yeah, boy. I'm getting all that out. Uh, <laughs> like uh, what, is, anyway. what does that have to do with Cole Adam? Uh, no, let's talk about this. Because here's the thing. We, we expect more commitment soon. There could be a surprise commitment coming up. There are a lot of rumors out there. There could be another commitment like a Jordan Renaud or somebody like that coming yeah. up soon. And then Malik Benson's going to commit on July 5th. Uh, Peter Woods on the 8th. So let's let's pause on recruiting for a second, and let's talk about uh, the the release of the SEC basketball schedule. Um, Alabama, uh, I thought, got a pretty good pretty good draw as I'm pulling it up right now. Their their schedule, their the rotating schedule, all that stuff. They're they're home and away. Um, I, I you know you got Kentucky at home, and you don't have to travel to Kentucky. I think that is pretty big. Uh, I like that a lot. Um, I'm trying to find the actual dead gum schedule. 
as I, I thought I would have it by now. And oh, here we go. Uh, All right, found it. So give me a it. second. All right. So Alabama home games are Arkansas, Auburn, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, LSU, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Vandy. The away games are Arkansas, Auburn, LSU, Mississippi State, Vandy. Those are the teams. Obviously, they play home and away. And then they also have away Missouri, South Kakalaki, Tennessee, and AM. Now, I feel pretty good about this schedule. I mean, you you bring Kentucky in instead of going to Rupp. I mean, that gives you a pretty good shot. Um, I wish we were going to Georgia because I think they're still going to stink, even though they were the only team that lost to them last year. Uh, but overall, I feel really good. Um, I just do. Um, so, you know, hey, I, what do you think about it? Uh, I think that it's hard because the SEC is tough. But I honestly believe this is a easier slate to manage than last year because last year, as everybody knows, we had the toughest schedule in the whole country. That's why it's literally the reason why we made it into the NCAA tournament. That was the reason we played the toughest schedule. And people always point to the non-conference and like, oh, yeah, you played Gonzaga and Houston and Baylor. True, 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 all true. But you, you, you finish with the number one schedule because – we played about as tough of an SEC schedule as possible. We played all the good teams twice. We played a lot of the best teams on the road. <laughs> and, and that's why we played not only the number one schedule, but historians were calling it one of the tougher schedules in a while for anyone to play. Uh, I think this schedule is much more manageable, and that's good news because we have so many new pieces on the team. It's not a veteran team that's played together. Uh, I, I, I think it's, 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 it's a good thing. All right, buddy, that's going to do it for this episode. We will be back tomorrow with another Locked On Bama. Until then, thank you guys so much for continuing to listen and subscribe. We're over 1,400 subscribers now. Please pass the good word. We, we appreciate you guys a ton. Keep the comments coming, even if you disagree with us. We're, we're fine with that. We like disagreement. It gives us something else to talk about. So always just chime in. We appreciate you so much. And until next time, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.